Hey, hey, welcome to your day off. My name is Corey, and I'm sitting with my best bud, Tony. What's up, man? I think this might be my favorite day. It's definitely my favorite day. I mean, for, for nothing else, it's literally been a year in the making. Yeah, and uh, this guy that we're going to introduce you guys to in a second, I mean, we've known him for a long time. And yeah. uh, to watch him, what he has done over the years has, uh, I mean, has blown my mind. Yeah, it, it, it's incredible. I mean, well, there's two sides of the story. I mean, let, let's get into it. We're, um, we're actually talking to, uh, we're actually, we're talking to Philip Wolf today, um, the Philip Wolf hair uh, on, on Instagram. But, I mean, we've known Philip for about 20 years, and uh, I was making jokes last night that, uh, you know, we knew Philip when he was a little, uh, when he was a little wolf cub. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so we knew the little wolf cub, Philip. Yeah, so, um, yeah he, he apprenticed for, uh, you know, the salons that we worked for uh, right. back at D.C., Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, he's actually the reason why we're doing what we're doing right now. A hundred percent. So, I mean, I've told this a couple of times on the podcast, but um, it was last September or September 2016 where um, uh, Philip came back to D.C. And, and I, I wanted to make sure to uh, meet up with him. And then while I was meeting up with him, um, we were talking for like an hour. And within that hour, like 30 people came up to me and was like, bro, will you take my picture, you know, with, with Philip? So I ended up being like Philip's professional photographer that day. So, um, and then at the end of the day, I was like, dude, that's really rad, man. Like, like, like it's one thing, like you see Philip on Instagram and like, you kind of, you, you know, his status and stuff, but once you start to, once you really see it or once you see it, um, uh, live, it's, it's a, t- it's a totally different experience. And I was just super proud of him and, and, and just blown away by, by how the industry, um, responded to him and then um, you know for years I wanted to do a podcast but I had nothing to talk about right so um, once I left there about a week later I went to Tony I go bro I know what I want to talk about I said I think that we need to talk to hairdressers and um, the paint the, the the picture that I painted was that um, you know with Instagram everybody's got a story to tell and I thought that it was a perfect opportunity to tell those stories and then Tony said we, if we do this we've got to create value if we do this, we've got to give the industry something and not just do like a celebrity-like thing. So um, that, that's how it kind of all started. So should we get in? Let's do it. <laughs> Mr. Philip Wolf, my man. My Good buddy. afternoon, gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome to your day off. Yeah. Man. Thanks. Thanks, man. I know it, it took us a while to get here, right? Yeah, no, it's a pleasure to be here finally. I'm so excited for what you guys have done just in this past year, man. It's amazing. It's yeah. pretty cool. Oh, and by the way, I definitely leveraged Philip. When we were talking to different people, we're like, dude, we're cool guys. Just ask Philip. He'll tell you how cool we're <laughs> <laughs> So that definitely happened, you know? Right. That's funny. I was like, yeah, those guys are creeps. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I left D.C. <laughs> exactly. So, um, I mean, I think we start off with the letter. No, let's, let's, let's learn Philip the man. Okay. Let's, you let's know, learn where are you from? Where did you grow up? Yeah, so, you know... Uh, I, I was I was born in, in overseas in Europe. I was born in Germany from a military family, you know, and I hopped around every every three years or so. Um, and then eventually around uh, middle school. Actually, no, let me take it back. Kindergarten through second. I came to D.C. and then we moved back overseas to Amsterdam for another four years, then came back uh, to D.C. again. So my dad was in uh, at Uniform Services University in Bethesda. And then, um, then I sort of remained in D.C. And then years later, got into hair. What got you into hair? What drew you to hair? Well, you yeah. know what, though? Before we go there, you know all three of us went to the same high school. True that. True that. True that. True that. Yeah, we all you graduated know? from the same, same high school. Yeah. Many years apart. Many years <laughs> apart. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so what got me into hair basically was uh, ultimately I think my mom. You know, she did hair and makeup. I never really went to a an outside person and get my hair cut except for twice in my life because my mom was from out of town or my mom was uh, out of town and my dad thought hey philip it's time to get haircuts let's go to that barber shop <laughs> actually the two times were on the same day because the first barber screwed me up so bad <laughs> and then when i went to the, he goes don't worry philip i got another one across the street you know and then they did it worse so i was so mad you know oh my but uh, uh yeah i had like no hair left and i was like dad what is this you know so then this my sucks yeah this place sucks <laughs> and so i came uh you know my mom came back and did my hair uh, from then on uh but you know she always sort of hinted you know what philip you'd be great in the beauty business. You'd be great in the beauty business. And I was like, Ma, come on. That's not for me. You know? But then eventually... I mean, at that point, what did you think was for you? Like, you know, what, honestly, what I, I, I didn't know. I, I was one of those kids that, uh, you know, you know, you have some troubling years from 15 on, you know, and uh, just sort of trying to find myself, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, I, I was thinking about doing all sorts of things. You know, my mind was going everywhere. But at the time, before hair, I was in a... In this computer manufacturing company, you remember the '90s, the dot-com boom, everything right. was computers, yep. blah blah blah. So I did that. It was okay money because I never had like a degree in it or anything. I just learned really quickly. And um, but then, as the dot-com boom happened, also the crash happened, and then they had to let a few people go. I was included, and then I really didn't know what I was going to do. I was like, oh man. So it came. Did you down. feel lost at that point? Like, oh yeah, like, I was really? like, man, what am I gonna do, man? But then I also looked at it as an opportunity. I said, you know, maybe I can really do something that I'm really pumped about, not just because it is good money or blah blah right. blah, you know. And I knew college wasn't for me. Nothing against college for all of you out there <laughs> in it, but it just wasn't for me. So uh, I was looking in the newspaper because you know back then. No Google, no, no, none of that. You know, we had we had the classified ads and a red sharpie. That's how we used to do it. And so I found a tattoo apprenticeship, and then I also found hair apprenticeship opening. Mm-hmm. So I actually called both of them, and I interviewed with both of them. And the tattoo guy seemed cool, but the thing was, is he wanted money. Something I didn't have. So I was like, all right, that ain't going to work. So and he wanted money to bring in. in uh, explain that. Yeah, because he was like, well, you're going to have to pay down a thousand bucks. It's going to cover your uh, all your materials you're going to learn from and then a little bit of my time to invest in someone. And I understood that. Right. Like I right. get it. But I don't have a thousand dollars. OK, so or at least not that I was willing to spend like that. So I was like, all right, well, I don't love it that much, you know. So then. I come town to go to the salon. So I meet this guy. And uh, at the time, none of this made sense to me, but obviously it does now. But it was a Tony and Guy concept salon. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a small little place in Gaithersburg, Maryland. And so he said, okay, well, uh, what salons have you worked at? And I said, uh, none. He said, well, <laughs> well, what school did you graduate from? I said, I didn't go to school. And he said, well, do you have any experience? And I said, no. <laughs> and he was like, Okay, we'll call you back. <laughs> no, it's true, you know. And I thought, oh, man. this. So then I said, you know what? Let me give him another call, you know. Um, so I called him up again, and, and he was busy. So the receptionist said, well, uh, who is this? I said, no, it's Philip Wolf. You know, I, I, I came in to talk to him. She said, you know what? Just come in tonight after his last client, and he'll speak with you again. And I said, okay, cool. And then we had a long talk after that. Actually, I watched him do this really cool short texture cut, and I thought to myself, how do you do that, man? That looks so freaking cool, man, you know? And uh, 
I just saw he, he was so confident. He was so, he had that flow, you know, to his work. Swag, right? That just swag. Like and it, right? I was like, man, what is this? This is freaking amazing, you know? So I waited and he was done. He said, so, Philip, I remember you, blah, blah, blah. And he had like uh, 15 people who wanted this position. Anyways, by the end of it, he hired me on the spot. He said, you know what, Philip, I'll tell you what. And he was smoking cigarettes at the time. You know, he was like, you know what? I'll tell you what. Come in on Monday. That'll be your first day. Uh, he goes, I've never done this. I've never taken someone straight off the street with zero experience. I want to see what I got. And I see, I want to, because, you know, he was a educator too. So he wanted to see how effective his ways right, were. Right, right, right. Plus the whole concept of Tony and Guy involvement with education. All sure. that. So, and he showed me this book and it was the, the, the Tony and Guy classics, right? And he goes, this is going to be your Bible. And I was like, okay. He goes, take it home, study it. And I was like, all right. And he goes, but meet me 10 a.m. Monday. I said, what, what, fair enough. Back up a little bit. Like, sure. what do you think he saw? Well, I don't know. But he told me, he said, you know what? First of all, I've never done this with no experience, but I, I, I like your style. I like your personality and your look is very different. And I think because this was before the dreadlocks. Yeah, but I, yeah this is yeah. before the dreads. Yeah, but I think that. when everybody was there, he, I mean, like he's like you said earlier, you're like, oh, my God, what is this? You know, you probably saw the excitement. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, you, you know, you, you can tell when something pulls that, you know, tugs at your heartstrings. Right. Oh, yeah. right. You probably saw the passion just kind of or like the excitement. Like, wow, this is, you know what I mean? And the other guys who probably had experience probably looking at it like, yeah, OK, that's cool. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. because no, I literally knew nothing i just knew i just i have a good eye so i, I know when i see something good right and i right. was like whoa that is spectacular good, right? and he was like he, he knew i was into it because i was complimenting him left and right after his client left and i'm like dude how do you even you know <laughs> and um so i guess that's what he saw you know i don't know if that we ever had that uh talk though why why exactly he chose me but he did and so that was that I, monday morning i show up at 10 a.m no one's there, and I'm thinking, what is what is going on? <laughs> you know what I mean? So then, about 10:15, I see this car pull up, and he goes, "Fab!" And I was like, "What's up?" He goes, "Get in!" And I was like, "All right." So I got in his car, and I'm thinking, "What are we doing?" He goes, "You know, I've been thinking all weekend about you, bro." And I guess, guess what? And I go, "What?" He goes, "This is the perfect time to be doing this, man, because this weekend is the Crystal City Hair Show, and if you really want to know what this industry is about, you're gonna come with me right now." I said, wow. "Let's go." So here I am not knowing anything i go to this hair show and i'm just like you know mind blown right like right. there's stages everywhere there's people with cool hair music tattooed people i mean i felt like i found my people <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> you know what i mean i was like oh shit you know so um so i was like yes so uh you know it was just wild you know seeing all this stuff and then he was introducing me to people left and right and again at the time i didn't know what it was but one of them was gino stampora which we to this gino. day I, I feel like it's sad because not a lot of the new people don't know who he is, but mm -hmm. I swear this man is unbelievable. There was a lot of, uh, in education back then, a lot of just motivational speakers. They didn't mm -hmm. do hair. I mean, they did hair for a living, but they didn't do hair on the stage. They would just speak. And these were the times that really people were so engaged with that, you know, just like, oh, my God, people crying in the crowd. Like, right. you know, he was funny. He was charismatic. He was, you know. So after his you know speech uh we went to the bar and uh the guy introduced me to him and he told me a few things and he goes you know because he, he said look this is my new apprentice it's just his first day in the industry and everyone was kind of <laughs> laughing you know there one guy was just kind of like all right well good luck you know? <laughs> and uh, then but but gino though was like no this is amazing you know we spoke for a little while and he was just such a cool guy you know uh, but i never did see him again until like 
21 years later, I just ran into him real quick at a show, and I just said hello. That was it. But I was just like, man, this is so crazy, you know? You didn't but, tell Gina that story? No, I didn't have enough time at the time. But, you know, eventually I'd like to regroup re- uh, with him and just have a sit down again because the guy's magnificent. He And he told me some stuff like, you know, he explained about there's a cause here, you know, and if you stay in the industry long enough, you're going to understand that there's a time to give back. You know, you can't you can't just keep it all to yourself. You know, this type of culture is not going to go far. It's about, you know, you experience what you do and then you're going to have to give back to this industry because it is a beautiful thing and it can be a beautiful thing as long as everyone's involved with the right mindset. And he was like, you know, money, we all need it. I get it. But he was like, uh, you know, you have to follow the cause. You follow the cause, the money will follow. You follow the money and you've lost your cause. And I never forgot that for whatever reason. It was like ingrained in my brain. And I, I talk that today because I do believe it, you know. And it is funny because it's true. Those years where I was like just chasing the money. I was like, Ugh. Then I sort of forgot exactly what the heck am I doing and why. You know, I was just so engulfed in that. But then eventually I took a step back and said, no, 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 no. What do I really want to do? What really satisfies me that also gives back and that's always been education it's just never hit me there until that moment right and then that moment i started and again this was another part of before social media i decided i don't need a brand necessarily to do my education although at the time that was kind of the thing so i said well i'll try this is where I met Chief and everything. And mm-hmm. We decided, well, we're going to do it independently. And people were laughing like, independent? What are you talking about, independent? <laughs> you know, why, why are people going to go to your class? You know what I mean? They're like, you need to be behind a big name and blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, we'll see. Let's see what we'll happens. Let's we'll see what happens, right? So how long you know? did you apprentice for, apprentice for this guy? Okay, so I apprenticed with him for exactly a year. And, uh, and then he was saying it was great because he was making amazing money. He was able to uh, double, triple book, quadruple book because we just had a great connection you know and he taught me so much of time management i think number one of the few best things i learned from that experience was not necessarily just hair but how to deal with people and the different types of people and how to use time management to your benefit and he goes you know people come late people but he goes people freak out and stylists get all stressed he goes no and he never would get like that he would get four or five people in and running late and you know some people get a little antsy he knew how to take care of that every which way and uh he was like man you're the best of senses i ever had and blah 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 <laughs> and he was like i knew it was a good idea to bring you in and i was like yeah this is great so um was he was but, he upset when he left when oh, he lost oh, you let me tell you about that 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 was a bad uh, uh time is this how you got to pr this is how i got to pr so i had this other guy that i knew who was in hair but he was sort of jumping all over the place but he had found a company he was dude man you need to get out of this little thing. You need to come to PR. He would always say that, even from the beginning. I'm like, no, I'm happy where I'm at, you know. Then finally I got to a point where I was like, look, man, I started, my mind was open. I was like, well, what about hair in New York? What about hair in, um, you know, because uh, other countries, like I want to see what else is out there, you know. I, I was just wanting more. And uh, my boss at the time was like, nah, man, it's all the same, bro. Don't worry about it. You know, it's, it's good. We're good here. Just like here in Gaithersburg. Yeah, yeah, right here. <laughs> and, and I was like, all right, you know, all right, that's cool. But then um, finally I, I decided, you know what? I heard about this company, PR Partners. They had constant education. Matter of fact, it was mandatory, as you all know. Mm-hmm. That's how <laughs> we'll get into that part. And so I finally met up with someone there. They interviewed, and I said, okay. So I went and had a talk with uh, my boss at the time. I said, listen, man, you know what? I appreciate literally everything, but uh, it's time for me to, to move on, man. I, I, wanna, I want more, you know? Right. 
and they're going to allow me to do this and they're going to do this for me and he was freaking outraged man like, you know I gave you this, yeah, I gave <laughs> this. And, and i felt bad you know but i just said look man i this is something i gotta do man and he was like all right well you know what and i said look i'm gonna put my two weeks i will work every bit of that two weeks i'll give it my all but then come tuesday i think you know he had my stuff packed and said you know it's probably best you just go and i said Ooh. all right man you know and then funny enough we never did speak again after that i don't think i mean i might have seen him in passing but that was it we never really did speak again anyway do you have regret with that? I mean, would you like to like? Uh, yeah, no, I'd, I'd love to, you know, speak with him again, you know, at some point, you know. Um, I think it would be great because there are things that I've learned from him that I use to this day. Yeah, it's know, unfortunate he, he was, that like a lot of salon owners are, are, you know what I mean? They they feel that way. They feel betrayed or they feel right. like, you know what I mean? That, uh, hey, how can you do this to me? You right. know, and it's and instead of looking at, you know, you bettering yourself and he's a part of your journey right and said he felt that you owed him right and you know it's unfortunate yeah. you know a lot of people think that way in our industry yeah yeah no, that is but, but he, he was a magnificent uh, stylist and, and guy and and uh yeah i'd like to reconnect at some point that would be great you know definitely do that what um so how'd you get to be our part who'd you interview with first off you know do you remember you know what i want to say it was uh writ Rit. I think. Oh, you uh, know what? Rit tells that story. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. it was Rit. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Rit. And for all of you who don't know, Rit. It's short for Rithy. Rithy Lawn. Rithy Lawn. And no, no, check this out. I love Rithy Lawn, lady, as it were. <laughs> and uh, he is so awesome because it was funny that uh, we actually ended up becoming roommates for a while. Uh, he helped me out in so many ways. He was like an older brother to me, you know, and such a great guy. And uh, his brother me and his brother went to high school together and i didn't know pat that yeah no 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 not pat it was uh his other brother derek um and i thought because derek was cambodian and then rit was the only other cambodian i ever met i said you know that's funny i went to high school with this cambodian guy um, and his last name was lon too yeah and then i went wait a minute he goes that's my brother i was like no you know? i was like no way so it just kind of i don't know we bonded it was great you know and uh, he was a, a manager, I believe, at the time at one of the locations or something. So, yeah. I, yeah. Um, but he, he brought me in. and He was manager and, of uh, Bethesda for a while. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think so. so. Mm -hmm. And that was it. Beyond Partners, they had like 14, 15 locations at the time. And, and then, you know, you hear the little stories of each location. Oh, and this one. You know, especially, actually, it's funny. Um, Tony and you were like the one at Bethesda, you know, or whatever, you know, and then Corey, you know, this. it was like, and so I would hear about you guys before I actually met you all, you know, because right. there's these little stories that go by. So, you know, I, uh, I thought, perfect, you know, a big company, they're all about education. I can learn. Let's do this. So that's how I started PR. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool, That's man. Cool. That's pretty cool. I, I remember like when you came in and, um, you know, the whispers mm -hmm. and everybody's whispering about Philip, like this dude's different. Yeah, like, he's special. He's special. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's <laughs> totally, that's true. I mean, um, everybody's talking about like how special you were, and, um, and, you know, and so, yeah, you just know when some, you know, even at, at an apprentice, and that cutting skills might not be there at the time, but you could say 
yeah, I mean, this guy's going to be, you know, something. something special. And some people just have it and some people don't, Some people, you know, which is fine. It was weird, like Philip was saying, like, you know, the whispers of, like, Tony's the dude and Bethesda and stuff. But I remember, like, I remember people talking so highly about Philip that it was an honor to meet you as The Apprentice. You know, like, oh, this is the special kid, right? <laughs> like, like, uh, like I, remember, I remember there was that feeling, like, you got to really see that, that. Those were the whispers that were, that were around you at the time. And, and everybody was blown away with just how... How just far how along, focused. And, and how far along his vision was. His vision was always ahead of his hands. You know? So, yeah. So, so you joined PR Partners. And, uh, should we just give a shout out to Reg right now? <laughs> yeah, Mr. Reg Laws. Reg Laws. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Reg Laws. Shout out to Reg. Well, he yeah. impacted all, all, all of our lives. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big yeah, time. Absolutely. Big yeah. time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, he's impacted a lot of people's lives. A lot. Mm-hmm. You I know? mean, his model at the time, I think, was perfect. So, I, <laughs> But I remember you uh, coming to class, and at the time, uh, you know, we had a certain way of doing, you know, okay, you got to do this technique, you got to do this technique, you got to go through the techniques, and uh, and there's certain certain techniques people hate it, but was there any particular techniques that, that, that you hated or that you enjoyed, or, I mean... Oh, yeah, you know what, it's, it's funny, because I talked about this uh, yesterday, though, but... Um, I remember when I was learning for graduation with my old boss, I tore up like eight mannequin heads in a row, <laughs> and he was like throwing combs like, damn it, Philip, these, ex- these are expensive, man, just get it, don't you see? And I said, no, I don't see, I don't understand, man, I don't get it, what are you talking about? So, And then you, Tony, you showed me something, and I don't know why, but that was one of my biggest first aha moments. And from then on, because all my weakest things back in the day, I wanted to work on the most. I said, because I want to get really good at the stuff I'm really not good at and as far as cutting goes. And uh, so those were one of the biggest things. And funny enough, you know, through my Instagram videos, a lot of people, you know, they, they know me for that, the face framing stuff. And, uh, and another one that, uh, that I, I remember is the, the, the slide cutting. Uh, of the layers the the it, where it's invisible when it falls you know that was yeah, another big one right? yeah the seamless layers i was like yeah <laughs> you know so that was another big one for me uh i just remember those days that you know we all were just a family man it was it was like you know everybody's just trying to better everybody yeah you know what i mean yeah, totally. everybody was on the same boat the same team we believed in the same thing and uh and I think that's what made it so special. Oh, right? it was so special. It was a special I mean, place, it, right? it really was a family. And then if someone was missing that day for class, like, oh, man, what happened to blah, blah. Oh, man, they're sick. Oh, man, you know. We, were, we cared about each other. We had that culture. I'm very grateful to have been brought up in something like that. And I agree. I, and I, you know. We, we actually we had dinner with uh, Jackie Davis a, a couple of weeks ago, and um, we were talking about, like, the Tabitha takeover. Right. And, um, and um, we were talking about the show, and I was like, you know, I, I always felt like we were at an advantage because at the end of the show when Tabitha said, this is the way you need to run a business, that was our foundation. Right. Right. Everything that she was telling or everything she was coaching to is, is, is what Reggie had implemented as this is how the company's going to be. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, look, so here, here we got young Philip. He went through the he went through <laughs> the cutting. Cub. Yeah, Wolf Cub. Wolf Cub. Uh, he went through the cutting program. So he uh, he leaves and he goes to Mazda Gallery. We open up Mazda Gallery. Uh, manager Chelsea Nichols, uh, mm-hmm. actually, who's one of my partners now, uh, we work together, uh, and we work with Rit. Believe it or not. Yep. Yeah. Oh, good. In the same building. Yeah, yeah. We're all in the same building. But. Uh, 
she was uh, showing us and telling us a story, and what we're going to be calling this uh, is about dreams. Yeah, right? yeah goal dream. making and dream setting, right? So, so she shows goal us setting and dream making. She, she comes across a piece of paper, and uh, it was about goal setting and dream making. Philip Wolf, when you were just getting on the floor, you just started, yeah. you know, <laughs> this whole thing. And then as we were reading it, you achieved everything on that piece of paper. It's, everything. I mean, it's That's crazy. crazy. It, it's crazy. I yeah. mean, like when we were reading, we we're like, oh, check. Oh, check. Oh, check. But um, I mean, just to just to paraphrase, it said a lot like, um, like, I want to learn how to cut, 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 cut. And color, and then cut, 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 right. cut. <laughs> and, and then the thing that, like, uh, the thing that you wrote on there that um, that I think defines you today mm-hmm. is that um, you mentioned that you wanted to you wanted to learn the technique so you could put the haircut that's in your head on the hair. And I thought that, like, and, and that is what you, we see in Instagram. That those are the videos that you're putting up. Is like you putting that vision into the hair, and like, right. and how your vision is so much different than than really what anyone's doing at this point. Right. It's, it's not. It's not about the you know somebody else's haircut. It's about Philip's haircut. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You come up with a design in your mind, and you know exactly how to execute it. Right. Mm-hmm. You have the the strong foundation. You have the obviously the advanced techniques of you creating creating your own techniques and. Uh, it, so as we were reading this, you know, you talk stage work, you wanted to do uh, travel. I mean, all these things that we were reading, like, man, you, you have checked every <laughs> single one of these guys. Like, did you, did, did you keep a copy of that? Or well, you know, I just... didn't keep a copy. But what's funny is I got a DM from Chelsea. She goes, oh, my God, Philip, look at this and sent me a picture and told me about it. I was like, no way. It's crazy, no, because right? it was it, in my mind. I had it, you know, of what I wanted to do. And I actually forgot I even wrote that, but um, <laughs> but I did, and then I had the eye on the prize, you know. You definitely yeah, had the eye man. on the prize. That's why I I actually gave up, you know, at the time, you know, six figure income, and gave it all up to go out west, knowing zero people, mm-hmm. and just to try to go bigger. I remember, like, it was probably like a year before you decided to come to LA. Like again, the whispers around, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people were talking like. Uh, Philip's too big for this town. Like he's got to go. In order for him to become the Philip Wolf that we hope that he becomes, he has to leave this town. And, and I don't think anybody was, anybody was upset that you left. You know, we were talking about how people get upset when people left. Right. I don't think anybody was upset when you went to L.A. because they knew that, that it was the best space for you or the best place for you. Yeah. You know, so. you know, actually, I had a conversation with Chelsea before I left because I didn't really tell anybody. Because actually, I, I planned a year ahead of time before I actually made the move. Because I said, I'm not just going to go. That's stupid, you know. <laughs> so I started doing research. I started flying out there, seeing what was good, you know. And then I said, you know, if I'm going to make that change, I want to be at least as prepared as I can be. But let me just throw this out there for all of you thinking about that. Nothing can prepare <laughs> you to move to L.A., no matter how much <laughs> you think you know. Because it is a city that makes you earn every little bit of what you got. And it's a very humbling experience. So be ready for that. But anyway, so I did it, uh, and I was telling her, you know, man, you know, I do think about moving, blah, blah, blah. And she did say, well, you know, why wait? You're young. You're in your mid-20s. If you wait till you're our age, it may be too late. And I said, you know what? You're right. I mean, I didn't say it, but in my mind, Mm -hmm. I was thinking, yeah, you're right, you know. Because I looked at everyone else around me, and I thought, hmm. Do I want to wait till that and then go? No way. You know? He was pointing so at Tony and I. No, no, no. 
no, no, no. So I, yeah. So I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. I was like, because if I go out there and it doesn't work out, at least I'll have time to regroup and I can always come back. You know, right. even though I, I, I was too stubborn for that. Because even when I came out to LA and, and it was rough. And I, in the beginning, and I thought, man, I can't just go back, you know, with my tail between my legs. I got to make it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I worked my ass off, man. I mean, seven days a week for at least four years straight. Wow. I mean, I just was going for I was working in two, three different shops at the same time, taking barber shops, uh, salons, uh, pop-ups, anything I could, a back chair at a, at a makeup studio in the <laughs> valley just to do what I could do, you know, to make some money. Again, another story of how hard he had a dream and how hard he worked to get to it. We yeah, we do a lot of these interviews, right? And and everybody sees all you guys up here. Mm-hmm. They yeah, don't the understand the grind. Oh, you know gosh. what I mean? And the hard work. And a lot of people think that you know what? I'm just going to move to L.A. or you know do whatever. And it's going to be overnight. It's it's a hustle. It's a it grind. It is a hustle, man. I mean, you know, we call it the. Uh, the 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 twenty year overnight success. You know, people, right. people don't people don't know, man. It's mm-hmm. oh my goodness, it's crazy. It was tough. So 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 you come out there, no job, no nothing. When you arrive, no. So funny enough, Andrea, remember her? Yeah, yeah, sure. So mm-hmm. at the time, she was a co-owner of the Mazda Gallery one, mm-hmm. and she said, "You know, I noticed you're going to L.A. a lot. What's going on?" She pulled me aside. I said, "Well, keep a secret, but I'm out." She goes, when? And I was like, oh, well, not for another six months or whatever. So she says, okay. And she starts thinking. So she says, I'm with you. And I'm like, really? So we had this plan to do it together. But the only thing was is, uh, you know, it just didn't work out. A lot of weird things happened when mm-hmm. we first moved in and things changed. And I didn't understand. You know, I was yeah, like, but I oh, think man. you and half the shop. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it just, it just wasn't right for me. So I quickly, after three months, I stepped away and I said, you know, you do your thing. I'm going to do mine. And then that's when I really stepped on it to grind, mm-hmm. you know. And then because my uh, plan was to go back every so often to do my clients. But, you know. Back she, to D.C. Yeah. yeah but yeah. I was convinced otherwise. And I thought, okay, well, I guess I'll just let that go. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, but then by then, after three months, it was kind of too late, you know. So I was all like, right. all right, well, let me just see what, what I can do. So, so when did you meet Chief? So I met Chief. Oh, so let's fast forward uh, several years. Um, actually, it's funny. I took a, a contract to Asia. I went to Korea and worked for this company called Privé. Um, and when I got back, they said, okay, you can work in either our L.A. or New York. And I said, oh, it's L.A. I mean, that's where <laughs> I want to be. So they gave me a chair, but they offered me only two days at the beginning. So then I had to work, you know. Uh, there were no blow-dry bars, any of that back then. So it was just barber shops and whatever else I could do. Because L.A. doesn't have places where people just walk in. I mean, that's just kind of not... Even though there's tons of salons, mm-hmm. it's very hard to find a place that, oh, you're just going to get a bunch of walk-ins, you know, right. unless it's like a barbershop-type environment. Mm-hmm. So a so uh, couple years in, the owner of Privé says, Philip, I want to get into this whole education thing. You know a few things about that, right? And I said, yeah, totally. That's my, I love it. He said, all right, well, can you put something together? Let's figure out how to do this. Because at the time, he wanted to buy his line back from uh, P&G mm-hmm. and, uh, and start doing it. You know, he was like, you're cool. You know, you got the tattoos and all this. <laughs> stuff. So I was like, okay, let's do it. You know, let's do it. So he goes, I'm going to bring in people from 
surrounding areas and see if they can be on the team, you have to watch them and see, tell me if they're good to be on the team. One of the guys was this guy, Chief Bear, who was, had a salon in Redlands who carried the product, and he loved education and everything, too. I never met this guy. It was funny, though, because he had a chief shirt, a chief belt, and his name was Chief. And that's his real name. <laughs> this, is no, this is no joke. This is his real name, Chief Bear. So he comes in the salon. He does a mannequin head, and I meet him, shake hands with him. We, we talk. He obviously knew what the heck he was doing, and I was like, no, this, this dude's legit. And then we just ended up just broing out. I don't know. It was just one of those things, right. you know. Uh, and then we went to, uh, they organized this thing in uh, Vegas to have even more people fly in to try out for it. And that's where we really bonded, you know. Got to hang out at night, drink a little bit, and talk hair, talk life. And he was just a bro from the get-go, yeah, right. you know. And now just a brother for life, you know. I mean, he's just, you know, we're, 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 we're tight like that. So um, then... We've stuck together ever since. I mean, we do do other things too, right? But through through it all, we're we're still doing our thing. So that's pretty cool. I mean, we actually uh, we 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 talked to uh, Chief, I guess, back in I don't know February or something, and that's kind of like was our introduction to him. But um, you know, this weekend we really got to like meet meet the legend. You know, the uh, yeah. as I like to call the most masculine man in hairdressing. Oh yeah, you know? I met him pre beard, by the way. <laughs> you know, just so you know. I mean, not only is he a chief and a bear, but he he is a bear. He is a bear. <laughs> I mean, he is a big boy. Yeah, that's pretty awesome, man. Um, so, so you were doing like walk-ins and stuff off of uh, like at barber shops. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Actually, uh, at the time. There was a place. Is called, that the only way that you knew how to kind of build, or, to, or you to know, at the time that was the only thing I. Or you just looking for income? I was just looking for income. I didn't know what else to do, and it was actually a great experience. There was a place called Rudy's Barbershop at the you time, and it was this. This was before the days of Floyd's and all that sort of thing. <laughs> but it was just this funky shop where there was cutouts of instead of putting paint or wallpaper, they would take cutouts in magazines and just overlap them all over the walls. So it could be anything, though. It could be from a porn <laughs> magazine. It could be a fashion magazine. Like, because it's, it's so overwhelming. You see thousands of images. You don't know. But when you start to really look, you're like, oh. Oh. What is that? <laughs> so it was awesome. And, uh, and every week, you know, we'd put up new stuff. But it was cool. We'd play fun music. It wasn't like your salon, quote, unquote, setting. You know, it was just a cool place where the, you don't take appointments at all. It's walk-in only. And you get on a list if you want someone particular. Uh, so once you got popular, it was just you had your own list that day, and that's just kind of how it worked. And funny enough, a lot of those clients carried over once I left to Privé and were totally happy to pay a higher price, you know. But I worked in all the locations. There was one on Sunset Boulevard, so that was like high traffic. It was in the Standard Hotel, which happened to be a really hip hotel at the time. There was one in Melrose. There was one in uh, Silver Lake in Los Feliz. It was actually an old garage, like a car garage. They mm -hmm. converted where they open up the bay doors and then, boom, put a bunch of chairs and stuff in there. That was a really cool place because they sold everything from hair product to sneakers to magazines. to It was just what? a really, really cool hipster type place. Yeah, That's totally. That's cool, man. And they were willing to do funky cuts. I mean, haircuts were $19 back then. And a buzz cut was 15 So you can imagine I had to cut a lot of heads to make <laughs> a, a, a living. But another cool thing was it wasn't just a barbershop. They allowed color blow dries all that stuff a la carte everything was a la carte you want a shampoo it's five bucks you want this it's that so haircuts didn't include blow dries so if you want to do the whole shebang it adds up you mm -hmm. know and i was one of the only ones who did color and blow dries so that helped me out big time 
Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then how long, how long, you said you, you did that for several years? Yeah, I did that for, yeah, I would say, uh, God, I don't remember now, but I, I would say at least uh, two. And then it, it, then it got lower and lower, you know, like it, it, at first it was more full time. Then it was like half time. Oh, just then time. Was, Your time was yeah. less and less. Then eventually I just, I didn't need it anymore, you know. It was full time pre was just full, full time pre Yeah. That's pretty cool. So, yeah. um, so when you got to pre so, uh, like I watch your finish work and your right. finish. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Work is just ridiculous, you know. Um, is that what you learned at Preve? Oh, or? 100%. When I, and I've always said this. Listen, let's face it. And you guys might agree with me. Maybe not. But in my <laughs> we'll opinion. We'll get into it if not. Yeah, yeah. In my <laughs> opinion, though, as far as haircutting goes, the British, they, they own that like nobody is business. Just mm-hmm. the technicality, the art, the craftsmanship. And I feel that's what PR and Partners gave me. You know, it was British-based. I mean, it was in the U.S., but, you know. Yeah. And it had a lot of influence from the Brits. So I learned a lot of that. As far as finishing goes, in my opinion, of course, IMO, <laughs> the French. The French know styling like nobody. It, right? I mean, they just have an eye for style. You give them a, a, a comb and a brush, and they can whip up something out of nowhere. It's crazy. And it's funny because the owner of Privé at the time, or, you know, um, Laurent, he was just one of those guys. He never took a class in his life. He said, you know what? He's like, uh, just give me a comb. I'll figure it out. He just had that artistic vision. And when you watch him cut hair, it is the craziest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> they don't section. They don't, he just grabs the hair and just cuts it. He like doesn't. Meshy mesh. There's no, yeah, there's no like real technique of his own no sassoon in there no 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 sassoon there's no none of that he just grabs it and cuts it you're thinking to yourself what the heck is he doing but then it comes out great so that's his own style but uh, what was cool is i learned so much of blow drying and finishing because let me tell you i hated blow drying when i first moved to la sure i was just like boo i don't i made my assistants do it all the time in in when i worked at pr i just wanted to cut throw some highlights (laughs) in and move on you know And then, uh, but I learned the art of blow drying and I just had a newfound respect for it because there is an art to it. And I feel like it's a shame not more people are into it. But uh, I got so so, many questions. So did did you, were you like, did, were you struggling with that when you first started? Oh, big time. Because you had to, you had to like, kind of like, oh, I got to put old Philip away. A hundred percent. What was that? Okay. So it's funny you say that because when I say LA is a humbling, was a humbling experience for me, it's not just about money and the city, you know. But I had to relearn a whole new way of hair. I literally had to reinvent myself. Okay, so what I had to do is, and that's why I say my style now is just such a mix of everything I've learned because, you know, I have a strong cutting background. But then you have to mix that in with the blow drying finishing aspect of it. But there's so many different kinds. You know, you have your everyday clientele salon type blow dries. You have your editorial type finishing. You have your, you know, it's, it's all sorts of things. So. Right. From that, because Privé, I was able to do runway, you know, for big, big brands, you know, YSL and, you know, just all this cool stuff, you know, um, and you get that fashion aspect of it as well. You get just the high-end, bougier clientele, you know, mm-hmm. they expect the best. They want that Victoria's Secret hair, 
I mean, if you can't give it, then they're never coming back. I mean, they right. spend a lot of money because they want the best. That's the way it goes. So that was the culture. So I learned and I loved it because I was like, man, this opens up a whole new way. Then it changed some of my cutting because now in order to get a certain look, I have to change my way of approaching that haircut or approaching the texturizing or approaching this and that. So that was a big, uh, big learning, aha. learning yeah, aha for me. And it forced me to change my ways, which I needed at the time. Yeah, you was, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, a lot of people, they don't become adaptable, right? They just, they get, this is my way and this is my way right. only. Yep. And uh, you realize that, uh, hey, if, if I don't change, I'm going to, I'm going to drown. Yep. Yeah. Evolve or dissolve. <laughs> I, yep. yeah. I love it, man. Yeah. yeah. We, um, is there any, is there anything that, uh, what, what, your, what do you struggle with the most now? Um, or is there, is, there anything to, is there anything like as far as technique or blow drying or whatever that 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 you still struggle with or something that you're you're, you're working on? I'm, tr- I'm trying to say I'm trying to say like actually on the head, not necessarily like social media or any of that right. kind of stuff, but actually like the technique like the of being a hairdresser. Yeah, you know, one of the things I've always struggled with, which I never found a true true passion for, although it still intrigues me here and there. That's why I have so much respect for people who do up styling. I'll tell you yeah. what. Uh, Actually, I saw somebody it's wearing an updo last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's it's uh, it's something that, um, you know, I don't ever claim to be strong on, but mm-hmm. it is fun to twist up a little something here and there. Uh, but to do, that's why I never got big into weddings. Was, you know, that's mm-hmm. just not my, not just my not your thing. thing. Do, you, do you follow updo guru? I believe so. Yeah, yeah there's a lot right. of these updo. You know, Lala's updos, mm-hmm. updo. Yeah, there's a bunch of those. She that does I those, um, those like bobby pin sculptures. Yeah, it's and I'm just bad, like, what man. the heck? Yeah, that's a whole <laughs> different art that I. That's way beyond my my. No, hundred percent. No, that's why I'm like, wow, that's crazy. That crazy. is pretty crazy, man. Yeah, I mean that's awesome. So, are you, are you still at Privé or did you did you leave Privé? Yeah. So, okay. So. So Privé was a very strong celebrity-driven, you know, PR company, you know, because they he, actually let, let's, he let's broke stop off there from, a little bit. Like, yeah. like what was that like? Like, like, like having a celebrity clientele and stuff. Yeah. So um, I guess okay. So back in that time, what was it? Early two thousands, I think, or mid two thousands. The idea was, if you're a stylist, you want to get someone who hasn't blown up yet, and then blow up with them. Right. Which, funny enough, happened because uh, it just did. But um, with the Kardashians at the time, you know, because mm-hmm. nobody really knew. I didn't know. I didn't really watch TV either at the mm-hmm. time. So, because um, again, I was just working. So <laughs> all of a sudden, much. he's on TV. Yeah. Then all <laughs> of a sudden, yeah. Then I'm on the show, and then I'm working with the whole family, and, and that's that was a fun ride. But uh, so working in that environment, you know, you're gonna get celebrities, you know, and it was so cool because some of these people, I'm like, man, I watched you all through high school. Like it's crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, is, it, is it weird to have those conversations? You don't have those conversations. You're too uh, cool so, for well, those conversations. No, no, no. So I would feel it out. If they seem cool, I'd talk about it. And mm-hmm. if not, then I don't, you know. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you, I got to meet some really, really cool people. Everyone from Quentin Tarantino to, you know, the, back in the day, 90210. Remember that show? I mean, yeah, that was yeah. uh, And I don't mean the remake, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the original. You know? um, but, you know, a lot of TV actors, a lot of movie actors, producers. I mean, everything. It was just insane. And, um I was just so much like, whoa, you know, and uh, Katie Seagal, you know, 
just watch, I've watched these shows forever. And then here I am, you're sitting in my chair. This is nuts. But then you got to act cool. You know, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's no big deal. <laughs> but inside, I'm thinking, you know, I call my dad. Dad, mom. Dad, guess what? Get what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, do we but, call uh, that, what do we call that yesterday? Ducking? Where you look really cool outside, but yeah, yeah. inside, and you're inside kicking you're, your feet. Yeah, you're like a little kid. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but then, you know, it's funny because then I did it for so long. Then eventually it doesn't. It doesn't have that same impact anymore. Not not that you're too cool for school, but it's just, you know, you learn a different level of professionalism and you're just so used to it now, you know? So, mm-hmm. uh, because I started doing everything, you know, all these shows, um, you know, everything from, you know, whatever, late, to late night shows or American Idol or whatever the heck it is. And you're just so used to seeing so many people. It becomes part of your culture and it's not that, not that crazy anymore, you know? Right. So it becomes the norm. It becomes right. the norm, right. But I, I found that, and don't get me wrong, it was fun. It was great. Mm-hmm. Great money involved. Great experiences. Cannot fault that. But deep down, did I really, was I really satisfied with that? And I want to say no, because I didn't have the gratification that I do when I have, when I do education. Mm-hmm. And that is the honest truth. Like if I have hair that I did on the cover of a magazine, cool. I don't really care that much, as odd as that may sound. Or uh, I get more gratification when I'm in a room full of people that are like-minded and they get those aha moments only because I know how I felt when I would get those, and that is priceless, my man. So for me, I live for that. It never gets old, no matter where I go, no matter what country, no matter who I'm with. That's what keeps me pumped. Amen. So, yeah, yeah. man. We just got preached to. We yeah. got preached to by the Wolf Man. Yeah, and that, well, back in the PR and partners days, that's that's you know what I mean. That's that was what I love to do. Is, yeah. Is, Hold on, he, you gave him the aha with the uh, front graduation. Oh, right? Many ahas with you guys, <laughs> totally. But yeah, it's it's all about the education. That's pretty cool. Giving man. back. Yeah. So and that's I mean that's what you're doing now. That's what I'm doing now, yeah. and I love doing it. That's mm-hmm. the thing. I mean, it is when I wake up in the morning. Over 20 years in the biz, I am still pumped more than ever. Actually, these past couple of years, I've been more fired up than I think I ever have since the beginning. Wow. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When you came to collab at B-Scene, you know, I was, I got sick. And I was like, I was so angry. I couldn't, you know, hang out with you guys. Oh, I know. I was bummed. I was like, oh, I was like, man, yeah. I miss Tony, you know. But uh, it, it was just the weirdest thing. He only talked about you, though. He's like, where's Tony? I go, hey, he's sick. And he goes, where's Tony? I go, dude, he's sick, man. Yeah, I was like, oh, man. Corey's like, you missed it. And I was like, oh, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> rub it in. Rub it yeah. in, rub it in. So so what's, what's so you, we had your goals and your dream-making checklist, and you checked everything off. Mm-hmm. So what's your new goals in your new dream-making list? Yes, so my new goals. Well, here you go. I'll give you a few of them. So for me, one of the great things about education is that there is no top. You know what I mean? Like I I can't say, oh, I did it already because it's something that is ongoing. You know, what's going on this year is not going to be the same thing as going on next year, Mm -hmm. which works two ways because it helps me as an artist evolve myself because I can't stay the same forever. That's not how it works. That's not how fashion works. That's not how trends work. That's not how anything works. Now, there are your fundamental classics that never go away, um, you know, but that's a different story. So for me, continuing to meet new markets, you know, there are still some several countries I still have not been to, people that I've not met yet that I want to uh, 
some shows that I haven't been to yet that I definitely want to go to. Um, and what's cool is even revisiting ones that I have because it's really cool. When you go to these places you've never been to, you know, you're not going to connect with everybody, but there are those few individuals you connect with and you're like, man, I can't wait to see that guy again or that girl again, you right. know? And then you go back and it's like a new thing, you know? So there's that. Uh, and obviously I'd like to have an academy of some sort in the future. That's you know? pretty cool. A man. place where a hub where people can come year round and learn and everything from basic like let's say you don't even have your license you know of course right. there'll be that department get your license <laughs> first and foremost and then after that have sort of a PR and partners thing where it's ongoing you know for locals or people who just want to fly in take a week course or mm -hmm. a one day course or a two day course everything from hands on but a facility that creates all of that into it you know with photo shoot area video area you know products and tools of your choice that are going to be there that of course I'll help design, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, you know Shameless stations, plug. you know, even a little place to do hair, all that stuff, all mixed in, you know. But have it modernized, man, and have it relevant, not this stuff that they do at some of these beauty schools, you know what I mean? Right. So we, that's um, exciting. That that's really exciting. Yeah. Really, really exciting. Yeah. Actually, can, can we come? Can we come? Yeah, can we learn from your school? <laughs> yeah, well, I'd, I'd hope you'd be, I hope you'd be there. Maybe, maybe uh, do some do some work there. For, you know, that would be amazing. That's pretty cool. So, um, so then you started. Is that when you started to work for Eric at Salon Republic? Right. So, okay. So, no, no, no. So then I moved to after Privé. A lot of us there who'd been there a while, and I would say five and a half, almost six years, we started to feel the downwards spiral. Right. And we were like. It's past its prime. It's way past its time. You know, we got we to gotta jump ship. Mm -hmm. And they were just not evolving. They just thought, you know. And look, I'm not talking about it, but it's just, you know, people run their businesses different ways. You know, they yeah. just thought they were at, at a certain level where they didn't have to change. Well, mm -hmm. we're, we're on the ground level here. We see things changing. You need right. to go with it. So they, they weren't about it. So I said, okay, I'm out. And uh, I went with a person who also used to work at Prebay. And we teamed up and... Um, we had a salon. We partnered together in Beverly Hills at a little place called Shades. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it, it was yeah, yeah. all about, you know, organic and natural stuff, mm -hmm. which, uh, you know, I'm cool with that. But I'm not only that, you know. Like, for me, right, 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 it, it doesn't, you know. But I get it. I mean, the sustainability, I, I love that. I mean, there's a, such a huge market for that. And I think she developed something very, very amazing. So she's got, like, a lightener and colors and all that stuff that's all natural. So... Then I was there for, gosh, another six or so years. And then I felt another thing, like, okay, it's time for me to evolve again. I think and I felt it was like the seven-year itch. Right? Like it is. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. It, it totally walking, is. Right? You know, they talk about that. Well, yeah, it's yeah. true in my life anyways. And uh, I come to another crossroads, and I'm like, man, you know, what, what now? And it's funny. During that Shades thing is when a lot of celebrity stuff started happening, too. Uh -huh. And, you know, TMZs and the, the magazines calling and this and that. And I'm like, man, this is so crazy. Uh, but I'm still, I didn't get that like, ooh, I'm excited to wake up and do that. You know, right. it was still just work for me. But so I said, I got to change something. And honestly, I'll be honest with you guys. I thought about quitting. What? Oh, yeah. What? I thought about quitting the hair industry and saying, you know, I'm going to do something else. And I got to be honest about it because I know some people out there get that. And I did. So I just Hold thought... Hold on, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Yeah. So when you were thinking of quitting, how far along were you in your career? I, 
I was, uh, let's see, where was I? In my career, I think it was midway through. So I was like 15 uh, years in or something yeah, like that? Yeah, something like that, maybe... Yeah. So this blows me away. So so you have you have Philip Wolf, right? And he uh, he fought hard to to to, to make it in L.A. as you said. Mm-hmm. Then you make it, and then you're like, forget about it. Yeah. Like, th- that's a. Yeah, it's kind of weird I, because I had yet to find that thing, you uh-huh. know. And all the while, it was right under my nose the whole time. Right. Education. Man. What the heck? But right. I I don't know why I just. But I I look. I believe it was necessary. I had to do all those other things. Otherwise, I would have wondered what was that like. Right, 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 right. right. Well, I never got into movie and commercial. Well, I did it. I never got into celebrity work. Well, I did it. Mm-hmm. And with some of the biggest in the world. Uh, well, I never got to do runway and fashion. Well, I did it. Mm-hmm. So I was able to do all that. And it was great. I would never... Uh, I don't regret any of it, honestly. I think it makes me who I am now. Sure, you know? sure, and, sure. And, sure. and, and, and it, some of that does reflect into my work. All these little experiences uh, have made me what I do. So, but now that I found it, I am fueled up. Guys. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely yeah. see the energy, right? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, uh, the passion. The, it, you know, we truly, you know, as we as we watch you, appreciate everything you do. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? And the way you share it, the way you give it, the way you. Uh, we met a guy. We we interviewed Gino Stampora mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, and there was this guy, um, a, a young student, came up and said, "Hey, can we?" Uh, Hey, can we, uh, you know, can I learn from you guys or, you know, can you tell me about the podcast? And we were just talking and he goes, you know, because I want to, I have this idol that I want to be everything. I want to do everything like this guy. And he pulls up. It was you. So no we, way. No, no, no. I, sw- I swear to God. So we started laughing, right? And so. Uh, dude, that dude, Chris Daniels. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? You you are doing exactly what you're saying. You're at, I've got a story on top of that, too. Yeah. Your education, whatever you're doing, you're reaching these young kids, and they, I mean, you're inspiring a lot of people, man. Yeah. So a that similar is story is, that um, is crazy. about, uh, her name well, is, uh, we were laughing, though. We were like, we were like oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so a similar story, I was, um, I used to mentor in a salon. I used to mentor a lot of young hairstylists about, you know, about their business and how they ran their business and stuff. And there was this young girl that I was, um, that I was mentoring. Her name is uh, Priscilla Sheenan, and uh, I think that's her. She just got married, whatever. But um, same thing. I was I was trying to like motivate her about like you know who inspires you, who does this, and I'm like you know is it Vidal Sassoon, is it Trevor Sorby, is it this, is it that? She goes, no. There's this LA artist named Philip Wolf that I like, and I literally almost dropped my phone because I was like, Philip, and like and, and don't get me wrong. No, no, no. I know. I adore you, right? Yeah. But I was like, I didn't realize, I didn't realize that that the industry was seeing you as Trevor Sorby or as Vidal Sassoon as we did, and and it, again, it was like, yes, I almost dropped my phone, but it was seriously one of the proudest moments, you know, that I had even mentoring there because I was like, wow, like like Phillips made it now, you know what I mean? It was just a different level. Right. We've been asking these, uh, you know, people that we were interviewing, who's your Mount Rushmore? All these little kids have you on their Mount Rushmore. That's just, that's amazing. You know, that type of stuff, uh, first of all, I don't ever, whatever, could ever look at myself in in the light of of those uh, guys because that's just a whole different, different thing there. But Mm -hmm. to know that uh, these uh, younger people in the style, and I don't mean just an age, just if you're new to the business, 
um, you know, look up to me that way is such a, it's almost like you can't believe it type thing, you know, yeah. but I, but when I read some of these DMs, I, I realize it. That's why for me, it has become not just, oh, you know, I'm having fun doing hair, but you know, I really do look at it as a responsibility, man. Mm-hmm. I, I have just, I never sought out to do it that way, but it ended up that way. So now I'm taking it as serious as possible right. and trying to, because my dream has always been to bring a different light to the process of education where there was a lot of great things about the way we all grew up in education, but mm-hmm. there's some, this is different times, man. Yeah. This is 2019 almost, you know, there's different ways now and there's different uh, attitudes to look towards things, you know, and it's evolution. The future is not the future. The future is now. Right, so right, right, right. I think let's, let's go with that. There's certain steps that aren't necessary anymore, yeah. you know, and there's newer things to do. And I'm still learning every day by doing all this type of work and then it only helps me because when I pass it on my dream is to see those people who are looking up to our crew Mm -hmm. to be the new crew to bring on to the other crew and then as a whole it makes this whole industry better it makes it more in tune and united and it makes it truly evolve the right way because at the end of the day the artists are in a way different position now than they were (laughs) just four or five years ago. Say it ago. one more time because that's the truth. Yeah, well, I'll <laughs> say it again. The artists <laughs> are in a way different position now right. where this also will affect brands, products, classes, events. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're even doing our own events, which was a joke back in the day, but it is impactful now. We're learning this, you know. So um, it is our goal to set out the most positive, great way for people to be a part of something, you know, because me... Just in life, I didn't know where I belong. You know, number one, I'm I'm mixed race. I lived all over the place. I moved every three years of my life to a new country until like uh, the until uh, high school or middle school, high school. It was a very weird time, and I did not. I was lost, man. I didn't know what the heck am I? What? Who am I? What about all this stuff? And this industry, once I found it, it helped me find who that person was, and now. I'm going to push it. I'm going to push it and help others. Uh, keep yeah. doing it, brother. Yeah. I mean, we're so proud of you. That's I mean, my goal. We, uh, we're so excited to see what the future holds for you because uh, I truly think, you know, you can push it as far as you want to push it because you do, you're just that kind of guy. Yeah. Well, thank you. And, uh, you know, and I, I'm, I'm looking forward to sitting back and watching it and, uh, and, and learning as much as I can from you and, uh, you know what I mean? I truly, truly, truly love you as a brother. And, uh, you know, we uh, we talk about you all the time. We love you. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, I, mean, I love you guys, too, man. I mean, you were a big part of my upbringing here. So, Thanks, Philip, man. Thanks thanks a lot. Um, Anything you want to uh, plug in before we close this now? Actually, I, I think I have a couple more questions. And yeah, then, sure. um, uh, Well, first off, we have to give a shout-out to your baby boo. Miss Sarah Wolf. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, my uh, my my amazing uh, sister Sarah Wolf. Funny enough, she she did hair for quite some time yeah, yeah, yeah. and at PR and Partners for yep. a while. Well, she was definitely she was she directly she, she was yeah. our apprentice. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, was, she was your apprentice. That's that's what's great. And, uh, and we did her so well, she quit the business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you know, it's funny because she did find a passion that really worked for her. And for all of you listening here who may not know it, 
that funky song in the beginning is my sister's band. She is a musician. She uh, is, is based in Portland now, and I'm so proud of her. You know, she worked government jobs and did hair and did all this sort of thing, but she really found her calling. Uh, she loves it, and uh, she plays damn near every instrument I can think of. Banjo, flute, guitar, bass, drums, vocals. I mean, it's crazy. It but great. just to see someone do what they want uh, and able to live, that's a gift, man. I feel this is the era of the artist, man. No matter what you do, this is the era for us to I agree. And, and live. I'm blown away by the Wolfs as a family because Sarah's ridiculously talented. Oh, like you said, yeah. I mean, like, like, like... She's got a great voice, and, and, and her every time I see her, she's learned or, or to play a different instrument. And, 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 of course, you know, Blaine's amazing, too. Oh, um, her love bandmate, Blaine. You know, um, and they're just so cute together, too. Oh, right? they are. It's funny. I heard Sarah had a brother that could play the guitar, too. I heard the, he, I heard he, Chet, yeah. he was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll tell that story. Like, last night, I was searching everywhere to get a guitar because I was definitely going to put you on the spot and have you, uh, and have you jam out some yeah, acoustic yeah. Well, uh, I tunes. definitely would have. You know, that's another thing, too. Is, so that's the thing is my... My, my, my first dream before hair and all that stuff was like, I'm going to be a freaking rock star, man. I want to. You are a rock star, so. well, you know, and like, you know, guitar and metal and all that stuff. So I really, you know, I do, I don't play as often anymore, but, you know, I still, I still like to jam out here and there. But who knows? You never know in the future. I may do a little something. I definitely want to see you I'm gonna, do. I want I'm going to tie it into a hair show one day. You'll see. Oh, there you go. I want to um, see you do more Instagram. You did one where you played the guitar, and I thought that was the raddest thing ever. Yeah. I would love no, to I see did. you do it Funny live. enough, I got more replies on that story than I think I ever have. And that was just 15 seconds of playing one of my guitars. So I think you definitely should do it. Man. You should play Please to Meet You on your guitar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. What's your other question? Oh, that was it. I mean, listen, I've got a thousand other questions, and, and, and hopefully one day we can, um, we can recap or do number two. Or, oh, or yeah, whatever. absolutely. But, um, oh, I do have a question for you, and you already set it up. What's that? So who's on Mr. Wolf's, uh, 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 well, we have to set it up. Sure. Um, obviously, as, as we interviewed Trevor Sorby, and Trevor Sorby said that our entire industry has been influenced by Vidal Sassoon, because if you've ever picked up a blow dryer, that's an influence of Vidal Sassoon. Right. And that's incredible. It right? is incredible. So removing Vidal Sassoon right. out of the equation, who's on your Mount Rushmore of hairdressers? For me, and has been forever, not just for the hair they do, but for the person they are and for what they've accomplished and the ups and downs, Anthony Muscullo. 100%. 100%. And, you know, I actually had to tell him. Uh, I met him like 21 years ago at a secret show in D.C. with Sean, actually. He was on stage with him. And I met him real briefly. And then at the BTC show this past year in San Antonio, he was up on stage before I went back up. And I just had to, you know, just tell him really quickly. I mean, of course, he was surrounded by a million people, and I just mm-hmm. got a quick 30 seconds in. But really cool guy. But that... His story and just what he's done, uh, that is my mouth. He agreed to come on. Oh, yeah. So he's coming on the podcast. Oh, he is? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Dude, I can't wait to hear that one, man, because he is. Before we close up, yeah. anything uh, you want to give a shout out to or anything you, you, you want to plug in? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, just. You know, keep in contact with me, all of you who who do follow me. I I, I do try my best to read all the DMs, comments. I mean, obviously, I can't reply to everybody, but, you know, I I try to be as engaging as possible. You know, Mm -hmm. I do listen, you know. So if there is a question, don't feel like it's a stupid one. 
I, I am here to help. That is my purpose here. So, uh, I, I, you know, there's always a confusion on what people's purpose is to grow in this industry. But I can tell you one thing for sure. My reason is to impact this industry in the best way I know how with my friends. And uh, we're going to continue doing that. So let's build this together, guys. It doesn't matter if you are just in or if you're in school or if you've done it 30 years. If you're part of this, then you're in, period. Let's do it. Amen, brother. I love that. Make it efficient. Let's make it efficient. Well, my dear friend, Mr. Philip Wolf, thank you very, very much for joining us on your day off. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find, actually you can, you can find their music on, um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease.